I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For ordinary occasions, hello, my dove. Hello, dear. I'm really excited for this episode. Are you? Yeah, we don't usually get, like, risque. We usually keep it PG, mm. but we're talking about, like, the sexiest wedding stuff, right? Mm, well, no. What? No, we're not. <laughs> we're not talking about sexiest weddings things? No. What is it? I mean, it's more like sexist wedding things. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's been a horrible (laughs) miscommunication. Oh, no. Well, Hey, I knew that. That was a bit. Was that a bit? That was a joke I was doing because uh, if you add one letter, Mm -hmm. it's sexiest. So if you look at it quickly, okay, so the joke, Uh, everybody mm -hmm. come with me. If you look at it quickly. (laughs) Okay. Now, would you say well, this is part of like our, because we've done a bunch of wedding episodes. We and, have, yes. And some of these I think we may have covered before, but it always bears repeating. Um, that, that marriage is a sexist institution? You should do your wedding any way you want. It has a huge sexist, misogynistic history, whether we're talking about all the times, current times, uh, in the middle times, uh, anything? More like traditions are sometimes bad. And you should what? do what you want. <laughs> that is true. Um, I was going to say that this is actually my favorite time of year because all the songs on the radio are sappy wedding songs. And you like that? I love it. I love it. It is just so nice to hear a beautiful wedding song about people who love each other. See, I like this time of year because <laughs> this is when a lot of really fun uh, bubblegum pop artists are trying to be the song of the summer, yeah. which I enjoy immensely. Yeah, that's another um, one. It's hard for me to think about wedding songs without thinking about the deep, beautiful, uh, poignant irony of how many people made brick by Ben Folds 5, their uh, wedding song, because they just listened to it without hearing the lyrics or the meaning behind it. Anywho, yeah. we don't have to talk about that, but there's plenty of there. And in case anyone was wondering, uh, Nights in White Satin was ours. It was yeah, great. Yeah, it was. Okay. Okay. Um, so, incidentally, oh? WeddingWire.com says that June is the most popular wedding month of the entire year. At 13% of couples choose this month to tie the knot. Do you think, now hold on, since... The invention of gay marriage. Do you think, for, since the legalization, that's the word I was looking for and I couldn't <laughs> find it. And invention is the legalization. Do you think that that is up because of Pride Month? Do you think that there are people know. who plan uh, their marriages during, like, I bet that there is an uptick in June wedding. And I think June wedding was always a thing. Yes. But I think that uh, probably there is an uptick in it even more so when people were like, hey, we're allowed to get married now, you know the perfect time for it is. Maybe. That is not a correlation that I am prepared to report on. Well, as but, everyone knows, correlation equals causation. Is that it? Yeah. But um, it could just be the weather. Sure. It's kind of like great outdoor weather. It's not too hot yet, but it's warm enough to be outside most days. You know, it's better than... You don't really need a light jacket 
But I love a light jacket. I have so many of them. <laughs> so it's it's just, I mean, it's a nice month sure. in the year. Anyway. Um, hey, if we have a happy Pride Month. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing, right? We have often remarked that planning a wedding is stressful. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, even for people who plan weddings, it is stressful. And... I wouldn't say that the wedding in particular, which is more like a big party, is stressful. Well, I would say that the people who you hope will celebrate you often put undue stress on you, right? Well, yeah, I think often the most stressful thing is the questions. Yes, the questions from other people about what when you're like planning a wedding, you're like, I think I got everything figured out, or whatever, and then they're like, and what are you doing about this? And you're like. I wasn't going to have that. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, you weren't going to, oh, you just weren't going to do it. No, that's like, exactly what okay, I'm talking about. Right. You know, people you seem to like, uh, like relatives that you've never known and couldn't pick out of a lineup, your family suddenly requires that they be invited. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like you said, people like, oh, well, we're not going to have a bouquet toss. I'm like, what? You're what? Not with him or him? So we're going to talk about some of those things. Um, and, if you find that you don't want to include those things in your wedding, this is gr a great reason to give them to say, why not? Okay. Right? Um, but if you do want to include these things in your wedding, that is also okay because you get to do what you want. And a lot of these things. Not everything you want. I mean, we're not, this isn't the purge, right? <laughs> we're not doing a wedding purge style wedding get, here. You, you do whatever and you're, you can't be punished. You are allowed to pick and choose the things that mean the most to you, is what I'm saying. Okay. My wedding tradition, thank you. I like to steal <laughs> a car and that's what we drive away in. What? It means the most to me. <laughs> okay. So speaking of bouquet toss, let's go into that one first. Like I said, you don't have to do that, right? It may be uh, that just inviting your, quote, single woman friends to participate in the the bouquet toss feels a little bit like a call out, right? Yeah, maybe Maybe they don't want to. And, that, and it doesn't matter how loud you play Beyonce's All the Single Ladies, right? And it's just like, I listen, love this song, great. I don't want to get up there. Yes. And I would encourage that if you are attending a wedding and you don't want to, then you don't have to. But if you want to do a bouquet toss, just be cool about it, right? Just, like, be cool. There are other ways that you can participate in a toss. Oh, wait, hold on. Here's an idea. Uh-huh. Say so I have a bouquet toss. You've hidden the bouquet somewhere in the room, and everybody oh. has to find it. Okay. What? All at the same time or, yeah. like, sneaky style? No. All at the same time. Flipping over tables, right? Oh, boy. Like everything. Chaos. Where is it hidden? <laughs> You'll never find it. It's in the ceiling. I heard tell of a an, an internet sensation of people who tossed a pusheen, which is a little, oh, yeah. like, plush cat ish toy and whoever caught the pusheen had to adopt a cat that evening had to was invited to okay it feels weird to be like and now you're forced to do something because they don't catch the bouquet and they're like okay get married right now, <laughs> right now. i think it was just a, a a riff on a common theme oh i see um here's another toss that we did not participate in because i did not want to 
and that's the thing. Is it the garter toss? The garter toss. Now, here's what we're proposing. Instead, the garter snake toss. Ooh. It's a little bit different. <laughs> um, so this actually comes from the Middle Ages, when it was customary for the newlywed couple, especially if they were royal new- newlywed couples, to exit their wedding and immediately consummate their marriage. What do you mean consummate? Like handshakes? Nope. What? Sexy times. Oh, my goodness. And especially for royals, this was a supervised event. Oh, yeah. Right. Because it was very important about keeping, like, the royal bloodlines or whatever, right? They needed proof that if somebody got pregnant, they were like, I was there. Exactly. That's, that's when it happened. Required a witness. Gross. Um, and so sometimes a particularly enthusiastic witness might aid in the removal of clothing. Gross. Yeah, unless you asked for help, I guess. Maybe I mean, there was a lot of layers. Maybe that's what you're into. But Sure. Um, hey, babe. It was middle. I don't think it was about what anyone... Uh, it, uh, I think it may have been what about people were into, but not what everyone was in. You know what I mean? That's true. Not what everyone... I don't everyone think there was as much worry about consent. ...was into. Um, and so the tradition made it all the way into the 18th century until someone was like, hmm, yeah. maybe this... Maybe this isn't what we want to do. So then this is when the removal of the garter became a symbolic gesture to the consummation of the marriage right after. Gross. Um, so, you know, the, the groom would remove the garter of the bride, which arguably is the most tame of the lingerie ensembles. I mean, I guess. But that still is like, would you rather be stabbed with this big knife or this little knife? <laughs> I was like, I, you know what? And then he would toss it aside to prove that the bride had been properly, quote, deflowered. Gross. Yes. Gross. But so many levels. Indeed. indeed. Like, I always knew it was kind of gross. I didn't know uh, how deep the gross roots, it's a gross roots campaign, how gross it was. Hey, try not to yuck on anybody's yum here. Listen. Because... If this is something that you think is fun and entertaining and you want to do it at your wedding, I think you should be allowed to do it. I am not saying that somebody choosing to do it is gross. Okay. I am saying it being an expected part of like every wedding that for a long time, if you said, I don't want to do it, people would go, oh, come on. That's the gross part. Agreed. We can agree on that. Uh, the next tradition I want to talk about is carrying the bride over the threshold. The threshold of the home, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, according to The Knot, this ritual of carrying a bride over the threshold of a house started in ancient Rome, which could be cool, but it but it isn't because um, it may seem romantic now to kind of like start your life together, right? But... This is from the tradition where Roman grooms would quite literally drag their wives into their houses after the wedding, even if the lady did not fully consent to the union. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Okay. It, it again, it again got kind of molded and changed, right? And then it was turned into a superstition rooted in medieval times where... They would say that the bride was particularly vulnerable to evil spirits at the sure. time. Sure. See, that's what I thought it was. Especially the soles of her feet. And so you have to carry her over the threshold so your union isn't cursed. Well, and there's also 
a lot of stuff in uh, uh, metaphysical supernatural stuff about thresholds. Mm -hmm. So I assumed it was something about like, we're gonna keep evil out there and not bring it in with it or whatever. Um, but even then, Shouldn't yeah. we? Shouldn't we carry each other? That both people carry each other at the same time and levitate. How into does the home. How does that work? It's magic. I mean, if we're talking about superstition stuff, why not go all the way and say, "Let's fly in"? You know what I mean? Let's huh? levitate into the home together. What a great way to start our lives hovering. Right. Um, don't you remember when we came home from our wedding and we hovered into the house? <laughs> no, I don't. Do you ever? I okay, I remember that. Hey, listen, this is a tangent, but. I have recurring, uh, so I don't have recurring dreams so much as I have like recurring settings and things that happen in them. And one of them, yeah, I have this dream about once a week, I would say, where in the dream, I have figured out how to fly. Mm -hmm. And it basically is, I jump up and don't come down. And yes. I figured out how to jump up and don't come down. And in the dream, I always think, ah, finally I figured out how to do it in real life. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, um, at least once a week. I do want to mention that this threshold tradition should not be confused with jumping the broom, uh, which is often equated with a similar thing. Uh, it is not. These, uh, these traditions are separate. Okay. Before we get to the next tradition, how about a word from some other Max Fun shows? My fellow graduates, for 500 episodes, my podcast, The JV Club with Janet Varney, has gathered story after story of all the scandalous things we've done throughout our childhoods. Stories like how Jamila Jamil survived a horrific house party and she was on crutches. Great. Or how Hal Lublin learned a Shakespearean monologue in his pajamas. This is not the speech we approve. Without your love and life tragedies, there would be no podcast. In fact, I have an exclusive look at how Maggie Lawson's mom confronted her after a sneaky basement meetup with her crush. Spill the tea, JV. Security! Uh, uh, listen to the JV Club with Janet Varney Thursdays on Maximum Fun! Class of forever! Parenting. It's hard, but don't worry, you're not alone. Belly up to the low bar with one bad mother and let us remind you that fine is good enough. They want to climb on different things. And how am I supposed to keep them both from dying? <laughs> there is a right way to do this. And if I can figure out that right way, I'm going to be a good parent. So that is not a thing. So join us each week and let us tell you that you are doing a good job. You can listen to One Bad Mother on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we've hovered back in. Yep. Now what? Uh, and this is one of the ones I think we've talked about before because friend of the, and I guess patron saint of the show, Queen Victoria started this one. No, listen. The patron saint of the show is, is Emily Post. Emily Post. Queen Victoria is just, I, I would say, a, uh, uh, you know, like those carved statues of like pharaohs and stuff that are like outside of caves, right? Or like, oh, like the statues that they have where it's like, you touch parts of them, won't say what, for good luck. I think Queen, Queen Victoria is someone we touch for good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Anyway, um, the white dress comes down to Queen Victoria. Um, and it's a relatively new tradition, right? Um, it's only about 175 years old, mm -hmm. right? So here's the thing, right? 
before she decided to wear a white dress and make it kind of like in vogue, brides wore all different colors. In fact, the idea was to have the bride stand out, right? Yeah. And white was actually a very popular, like, regular dress color. Sure. Um, and so, like, because it was easy to clean. Mm-hmm. But also, people wore red. They wore purple. Um, there is a um, Scandinavian tradition that you wear green. Um, even black. Whatever, whatever it was that you wanted, really. But once Queen Victoria did it, everyone wanted to be like her. And is it about, like, purity? Well, it is retrospectively, right? Because Queen Victoria is considered, like, the model citizen, right, of the Victorian era, those were put on her retro retroactively. Okay. Um, They were modeled of the nuclear family. They were, like, kind of, like, the ideal of all the Victorian citizens. And so you... Th- you now think about the white dress being associated with purity, but it's because Queen Victoria was associated with all things moral and good. Not the other way around. Not she the other didn't way wear around. the dress because it was associated with purity. She wore the dress and then it became associated with purity. Yes. Do you think, I bet, you know, it's not even a bet. I'm 100% certain that like a white wedding dress, that thing caught on in large part due to capitalism because as soon as you specialize that thing, now you can charge extra for that thing. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's the wedding machine. Right? Because it, that's, we talked about it with like uh, diamond rings, like wedding rings of like, well, no, it's not just any ring. It has to be a wedding ring. It has to be an engagement ring. And as mm-hmm. soon as you put, this isn't just a dress. This is a wedding dress. And as soon as you do that, it costs more. And it's the same thing they did with like uh, gender and clothes, right? Because it's like, well, now right. you have to buy a second set. if you And like that thing of like, as soon as there is a basically wedding uniform, Right, where they're like, oh, this isn't just a suit, this is a tux, and so it costs X much more, right? You can charge so much more for it. Yeah, and these days, you can pretty much find anything you want to wear on the internet. It's a beautiful, sometimes dangerous place, but I've seen um, people online wear, like, you know, bedazzled tank tops, matching sweaters, whatever it is that you want to wear. Have we talked about this before? I feel like we might have. Have we done an episode on wedding cakes? I feel like we have. Mm, perhaps as a part of it. Because I bet that there is like a, hey, when you order this cake, don't say the word wedding. Or, or they'll like charge you three or, times. Or it'll cost way more. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Um, What's that? Three tears and it's white and it has a gold. What's this for? Uh, birthday it's for, party. It's for my son's fifth birthday. <laughs> He loves weddings. I, 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 no, no. <laughs> I think the most important thing is uh, regarding what what you wear for this celebration is you should feel great in it. You know? Yeah. Um, and whatever it is that you feel great in, we would love to see you in it. That's great. Uh, next tradition, bachelor parties, which are actually much older than bachelorette parties a, a stag do a stag do or a hen hen do is the bachelorette one sure so um what's a hen do oh usually <laughs> flash around and goes <laughs> <laughs> um bachelor parties on the opposite end of things are surprisingly old going all the way back to fifth century sparta okay 
Um, and marriages, as we've spoken about tons of times before, were typically arranged as land deals or business transactions. Um, and so Spartans would take their soon-to-be-married buddies out for a final night of freedom and debauchery. And I bet that that debauchery was like actual debauchery, not like we're going to drink too many beers and watch the Fast and Furious movies, <laughs> right? It was probably like not good stuff. Probably not good stuff. But um, the idea was that uh, it was kind of like one last party before you were expected to be like a respectable kind of member of society. And as the years wore on, this, quote, last stand of manhood or whatever, right? It got more and more raucous and like centered around the last night of freedom, right? Um, and if you if you want to have a bachelor party, bachelorette party, you should do it. Um, but the thing that I would discourage you from doing is um, cheating on your spouse. Yeah, yeah, I mean, or fiancé, soon-to-be spouts. Uh, or get so drunk that you have to go to the hospital. Uh, yeah. That, that is not fun for anyone. Especially if you're doing it, like, actually close to, like, within Oh, yeah, a like week the night before or whatever. Thing. Yeah, don't get so drunk that it's going to make it bad. Now, I will say this. I understand. I did. I had a bachelor party. Mm-hmm. It involved uh, playing Cario Mart. Which, if you don't know, is where you play Mario Kart, but and you have to finish your drink before you get to the end of it, but you can't drink and drive. So as you're driving, you can't drink, and you have to like stop the car and then finish your drink, right? Which is uh, good because it probably makes the game last a lot longer. Yes, yeah. And we watched uh, Blazing Saddles mm-hmm. and ate pizza mm-hmm. and went to the local casino, mm-hmm. and I was the only one I think that enjoyed that, and I won some money at the blackjack tables, and then I went to bed. Yep. Um, and. The thing is, if you've got a bunch of people in town for your wedding, and it's like your best friends are there, and you're like, tomorrow when we have the actual wedding, I'm not going to get to spend as much time with you guys, so let's all hang out tonight. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I totally get that. This idea of like, what a last night of freedom. Like, no. I'm not wild about that. I had a pajama party where we ate snacks and laid in bed, and... um. Did we even watch TV? I don't remember. We just had a Went kind of Went to bed like, at like 8.15. I mean, it was great. Yeah, that sounds like you're great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sometimes Teresa and I now talk about going to bed before the kids go to bed. And, and I'm like, can you guys put yourselves to bed? And they're like, no, what? Oh, silly daddy. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> a fun alternative these days, it's very in vogue, to have a joint party. Yeah, she's a party. It's like a pre-party before your wedding party. Yeah. Which is great. Um, Do the rehearsal dinner. Then have a rehearsal party. <laughs> uh, it often involves some sort of trip, maybe a cabin in, I don't know. People go to Pigeon Forge around here. You know where the here. cabins are. People go to Pigeon Forge around here. Go to the cabin at the beach. Are there beach cabins? <laughs> beach cabin. Beach cabins, desert cabins, whatever. Whatever. And we play games all night and like have great food and you know all that kind of stuff, right? Catch so- up on your sleep. It's a pre-party. Listen to your audiobook that you've been meaning to listen to, but you have a hard time doing. I don't Whatever, know. get some knitting done. Finish that frozen blanket you've been working on for two years for your daughter. All right. Okay. <laughs> These are just things I would do if I was in a cabin. Uh, the next tradition. Finish your manifesto. Oh, okay, that's enough. Uh, giving away the bride. Hey, nothing about that is good. So again, this goes back to... Um, women being treated as property um, and being part of a, quote, marriage 
transaction. Um, and the idea of a dowry is also kind of wrapped up in this, right? So that, you know, the parents of the bride would pay for everything um, as part of that deal. So, like, the father giving away the daughter is a symbol of him transferring his property into the hands of the son-in-law. Um, and some traditions even go back to, like, actual, like, the handing so that the bride is never, like, without a man. Don't like it. Now, so, here's the thing about it. I hate that that is the origin of it because, like, the image of walking someone down the aisle yeah. I think is really cute and great and awesome if that's something you want to do. I hate that it's associated with that because otherwise just the idea of like, hey, you shouldn't have to walk down the aisle alone because that might feel awkward and weird. Like, sure. that sounds great. Um, and I think that you should be able to have anybody you want walk you down the aisle and not make it about a business transaction. Yes, right? I agree. Um, if you want to, like, I don't know, twerk down the aisle all by yourself. Hey, sounds man, great to yeah. me, too. Um, I had my both my mom and dad hang out. They were one on each side. Because it was important to me that they were both there and they love you. So it was great. Yeah, that's true. I think I walked down with our officiant and then I stood there at the front and realized like, oh, no, now I'm just here. <laughs> now I'm just up here waiting. It didn't take is, that long. No, but you know, unstructured time yeah. for Travis McRoy, ADHD haver, is not good for me. So I got up there and I was like, now I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. for stuff to start happening. It was like maybe two minutes before it started. But in that two minutes, I was like, oh no, what do I do? Not with my hands, but with my whole self. <laughs> what do I do? So we want to, let's turn this tradition like all the way around. And instead of... You it, give your parents away. <laughs> <laughs> instead of the idea of a business transaction, let's think about like support, right? Yeah. The bride has support going down the aisle. from Carry her down the aisle on your shoulders. Sure. From your best friends, maybe your siblings, maybe someone in your life that has meant a lot to you, anything like that, Listen, right? if you want to come down the aisle in a full-blown, like, Cleopatra-style litter with people carrying it, and oh, you're you in a Oh, you totally full-blown... support that. Oh, my God, I would love that. Are you yes, kidding me? you would love that. Ooh, I'd love that. Our last one for today, until we find more, yeah. is the idea of Wouldn't the Wouldn't it be wild man. if I was like, and this was the only sexist this stuff the about marriage? One. That was it. <laughs> Other than that, marriage, hugely unproblematic. The best man. Uh, so anybody who heard that and, and groaned, I mean, you are totally within uh, within your rights to have whoever you want stand up with you, right? I'm just telling you the origin, right? Uh-huh. The idea of the best man was literally the best, meaning the strongest man, that you knew it was like your bodyguard that was standing up there with you um, to keep anyone who did not support this marriage away from what is now your property. Now, listen, listen, there's so much wrong with that, obviously, obviously. But there's a part of me that retroactively wishes I've been like, okay, you like seven (laughs) guys, you're in my my party. Now, wrestle. (laughs) And whichever one of you comes out on top, this is a full-blown cage match. Whoever comes out on top gets first position. And right, right? You get the belt. I'll give you a belt. You stand up there. It's going to be great. But and listen, of course, Griffin, I love you so much. Good luck, man. Um, get in there. I'm pulling for you. But yeah. you can, I want you to be up there, but 
but no no guarantees. Bobby used to wrestle. Good luck, man. Good luck in mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. What? Are you kidding me? It's a great way to raise money <laughs> for your wedding, right? Like, hey, listen, I want to do a big wedding. So cage match. Get in there, bud. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. I'm saying, like, maybe there's a way that we can keep this going. You can have a best man. They got to earn it, right? Okay. <laughs> and it's going to help you pay for your wedding because you're going to charge People tickets. You could do it at the beginning of the, this is how this is how we opened the wedding. <laughs> this is our opener. This is act one. This is opener cage match. And then beautiful. We begin our lives together. But if that tradition that Travis is trying to start or the idea of a best man doesn't feel right to you, it is just fine. Have whoever you want. Make it a joint thing where like maybe the two the the two of you have a best friend in common and you want them to you know split the diff whatever it is maybe you want to get that guy from tiktok that can rip uh things like the logs apart with his hands and you want him to just stand up there with his <laughs> arms crossed to make sure no one gets up there and tries to stop it see if he's free yeah, he's I a guess, strong guy i guess if you want to um but you don't even have to have a wedding like people stand up with you at all or you can have Every single person that you want. Everybody stand up and you sit down. <laughs> it's your wedding. All right. That That is what I want to leave people with for this show. Make everybody stand up. <laughs> no, it's oh. your wedding. Oh, okay. Um, and you should do whatever it is that you like. Um, and hey, we've had a lot of fun today. Mm. Don't worry about any of this. No. Because if that's what you want to do, you do it. Yeah. 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 Now, here's something you do have to do. Oh, no. You have to go to uh, <laughs> bit.ly slash McElroy Tours uh, and see all the new shows that we've added. Uh, there's a bunch. Um, there, we've, we've added shows in, just top of my head, uh, New York and Seattle, I believe. Um, we've got shows coming up in uh, San Diego. My brother, my brother, me in Adventure Zone. I don't know how many of those uh, Schmanners is going to be able to be at. But still, go check that out. Bit.ly slash McElroy Tours. Um, also want to tell you, if you haven't gotten to check it out yet, uh, McElroyMerch.com. Uh, you can also go to just McElroy.family and find out all the cool stuff there. I want to say thank you to our editor, Rachel, without whom we would not be able to make the show. Thank you to our researcher, Alex, without whom we would not be able to make the show. And thank you to you for listening. I don't want to make the show without you. I don't want to. Don't make me, Teresa. Also, thank you to Brent Brentofloss Black, who writes our theme music. That's available as a ringtone where those are found. Also, thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. Um, if there is a wedding tradition that you would like us to discuss, if there's any tradition you'd like us to go through, uh, any topic, please send us some topics. You know what I would love to do? What? I would love to do, and we haven't done one of these in a while, but like uh, a collection of stories about like the wildest weddings in history, right? Of just like extravagant or like just silly or you'll never believe what happened to this one. They chose to do it like this and they had, you know. That would be awesome. I would love to do that. Send that to schmannerscast at gmail.com and make sure that you say hi to Alex because she reads everyone. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it?
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.